Hey Jade, you went to a lot of cons, right? Like b before the, the whole horrible. Uh, yeah, b back when they used to exist. Uh, I went to one local <laughs> one. Yeah. Um. So you've never been to Sawcon? I see where this is going, but. <laughs> <laughs> but but sure, I'll sack on those nuts. Why not? <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm. <laughs> because that was not a great that was not a great setup mm. uh yep so we're back after a week off for i mean i guess an extra week off um <laughs> yes yeah. Be because i was horrible <laughs> yeah because you <coughs> were in. sick and are still a little sick but we gotta you know provide content for eugene and the others to listen to so so, uh, yeah, we're back. I don't know how, I mean, I have topics, but I don't have any that I feel all that strongly about, mostly because it's just been a hectic holiday season and I haven't really had time to think about anything. Um, I, I played a thing that came out like a year and a half ago, and then I pl I watched a thing that came out like at the beginning of this year. So... Mm. Yeah, I built like, like three or four Magic the Gathering decks, but I don't know how well that translates to audio. Can you can you fuck in them? Huh? <laughs> can you fuck in them? Mm, no. I don't think so. Darn. Well, what good are they? <laughs> mm. uh, anyway, so I watched What If... Um, finally catching up on the Marvel shows that I should have watched um, months ago. Mm. It was pretty neat. Um, I don't, I don't know what what there is to say about it because it it's literally just like let's take the MCU and get kind of weird, but not too weird. Mm. Yeah. It gets dark in the middle, but also gets kind of dumb in the middle. And then it... Like, I don't know. I, I felt like it started strong, and then it was eh, and then it got better toward the end. <laughs> then it just got anime at the yeah. end. With, like, two... Two, like, literal... Literally godlike beings just punching each other mm. for about ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and then some. Somehow, at the end, like, like, um, Captain Carter, who is is just Captain America except Peggy Carter, mm. like she's somehow standing toe to toe with um, Infinity Ultron. I mean, that's kind of what Captain America does, you know, fighting Thanos and stuff. Yeah, I, I know, but even he loses. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, and then everyone's yeah. favorite episode is that one Doctor Strange one that doesn't work for me because it hinges on the idea that he gives a shit about Christine, which he never did. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, all of these, like, <laughs> I I guess the the difference in this u in this universe is that Doctor Strange. Um, is that 
like a complete narcissist yeah i mean i don't know like, i feel like it could have worked with the doctor strange that we knew if it wasn't that his obsession was about this pure and perfect love that he lost <clears throat> and it was more that he lost someone who he felt he should have been able to save like that that kind of obsession with his own yeah. failure seems like it would ring more true to doctor strange than him ever loving anyone yeah. that much yeah, that actually would make more sense, like, if, if he lost her on the operating table or something. Yeah. I mean, even, like, like the, the car yeah. crash thing, in this version, it's not his fault. Like, yes, he sped up, and then he slowed down, and then he got rammed in the ass by another car, and drove <laughs> off the road, and crashed and died, and then when he goes back in time to fix it, this same fucking car keeps popping up out of, no you know, like, he gets out of the car, and the car runs her over, because she... <laughs> This car is just determined to kill Christine in every reality, so it's not his fault that she died. The person driving the car is the watcher. He just really hates Doctor Strange. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Big I saw a theory that it man. was the Punisher doing it. Like, some kind of time-hopping <laughs> Punisher is the one who's killing Christine in every permutation of this event to make sure that Doctor Strange becomes Amazing. Doctor Strange. That would be hilarious, honestly. Mm. Um. Yeah, like that. That episode was cool, but it was also just like Steins Gate, and I I'm almost positive you haven't watched Steins Gate, but it's just nope. I know it's an anime. Yep. It it was actually a visual novel that they made an anime of, so that's even oh. worse. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like the the main character is like a selfish dick. Um, who invents time travel and eventually sees one of his friends just completely die over and over um, mm. in different ways and he can't stop it. Mm. So, yeah. It, like, it's it's literally Steins Gate. Um, except for the magic part where... Yeah, where he, he's just conjuring more and more demons to eat. Yeah. Which, I mean, if that's how you gain power as a sorcerer, right, why has nobody done that before? No, I mean, the only sorcerer we've really seen is Doctor Strange. No, like, I, I just mean in the regular universe, like, why has why why are people not... Well, I, I guess he used the Time Stone to, like, give himself immortality oh, yeah. or something. So may, maybe that's it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Doctor Strange 2 will introduce us to more people who eat demons. <laughs> you know, when you put it that way, it sounds silly. Mm. I mean, I had, I did see something. I guess Shumagorath is going to be the main villain, and that's like a Lovecraftian tentacle monster. Yeah. I'm, I'm vaguely aware that it, it's just like vaguely Lovecraft um, deity. Yeah, I mean, just the name alone sounds like a Lovecraft thing. Yeah. Okay, so who is the tentacle monster in What If? Because I, I kind of assume that, that uh, that's who it was. I, I mean, it could be another universe's version of Shumagorath. Whoever, whoever it was, Peggy Carter kicked its ass. Hmm. And I, I like the idea that in, instead of um, spending 70 years on ice, 
She spent 70 years, like, in constant battle with the giant tentacle beast. Mm. Yeah, no, it was just a big endless Gandalf versus Balrog fight. Endless Gandalf is a good early episode title contender. Mm. We'll have to beat that. Yeah. Um, let's see, is there other stuff to say about What If? Um... There's the zombies episode where everybody dies. Yeah. Everybody dies in, like, really stupid ways. Mm. But, like... But not quite as stupid as the one where Hank kills everyone. Yeah. Like, that episode, the the premise of it is okay. It feels a little rushed at the end with Loki taking over the world in a night. Um, Yeah. And then just the whole thing with hope is dead. Is just <laughs> such you know unsubtle right you know it's like the Avengers are dead because hope is dead, and it's all about hope, and this is I guess Rogue One now because <laughs> we're just gonna talk about hope <laughs> and how hope is important except hope is a person so yes there is some context to it but still, <laughs> I mean if you name a character hope like what are you expecting? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, and then they did the same thing in the zombie episode, too. They kill Hope. Yeah. In the climactic moment where everybody's going to die because Hope is dead. (laughs) I mean... It's like, Hope in What If exists to be ironic. Yeah, like, like the... I, I feel like the whole zombie episode was just, like, really weird in tone in general. Mm. Um, so I kind of feel like they were just getting some things out in that episode. Mm. So I I feel like, you know, Hope being dead in that episode is just, like, like, I mean, Ant-Man's head is in a jar, and he's quipping, (laughs) like, yeah, you know, but... Yeah, and then there was another episode that they said they cut because it was deemed too dark to do, which I think was supposed to be the Man Spider episode. Oh, uh, I was gonna say, is it the episode where Tony Stark um, goes into space and meets Gamora? Uh, that one, that one got delayed till season two for some reason. Okay, because yeah, they just didn't have the time to finish animating it, but they still had them as part of the finale. Yeah, because that version of Gamora was in the the finale, which is yeah. really weird. Like, I I don't know what the scenario for that is. Like, did did Tony Stark like not make it through the portal at the at the end of Avengers and was just like floating in space? Probably. I. I mean, it, it's either something like that, or you got sucked into the Rainbow Bridge at some point, and then fell off and landed on Sakar. Yeah. <sighs> and it just happened to be in a universe where Gamora killed Thanos and took over as warlord of the Chitauri, or whatever Thanos' day job was before he became a rock collector. <laughs> Best dad ever. Yeah. Oh yeah. oh yeah, Thanos in the, the Star-Lord T'Challa episode. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely love the idea that he, you know, he he's mostly fine, but like he's still mm. really obsessed with that one idea he had a while back. 
and like yeah. he won't shut the fuck <laughs> and up everyone about else it. Is like, <laughs> and everyone else just tells him it's a dumb idea yeah they're like you you know it's still genocide like yeah but it was efficient <laughs> yeah it, it was random that makes it okay <laughs> I, I I love like the, the the little shots at the MCU like that because mm. I mean how else are they gonna get them in right like like they're they're not gonna throw them in an actual movie mm. or it, it, at least not not to the extent where like they actually make fun of themselves yeah for the most part yeah 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 it does help that they put it in a cartoon because. The live action stuff are still trying to, you know, go with the idea that Thanos is the biggest and scariest thing they've brought yeah. up to this point. Which, like, yeah, he is. I, I, like, I think Ultron was actually like conceptually scarier. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Ultron being contained to Earth uh, limited his potential in the live action, but yeah, the the show got to explore more of that too if yeah ultron was able to get off world and get all the stones and stuff <laughs> i like i like in that episode where like thanos just just like pops in on earth like with, with his gauntlet full like aside from um the mind stone and then he just gets lasered in half like like first of all he he just so happens to pop up where vision ultron is mm. and then and, and then he just lets himself be sliced in half when he yeah he, i mean like i guess thor theoretically could have killed thanos if he'd hit him in the head with the axe so he's not invulnerable even with all the infinity stones yeah like and i i get that a lot of that is just that they're, they're showing that Thanos is, like, he's very egotistical. <laughs> like, he doesn't just want to, like, rain hellfire upon everybody. He wants to show mm. show people that he's better than them. Mm. So, like, and he wasn't prepared to, you know, he's not defensive enough that he would be ready to teleport at the moment an attack comes at him. Yeah. Like, he thinks he can just tank everything. Yeah. He's usually right. To be fair, mm. unless mean, it's a death laser, <laughs> he is very efficient. So, yeah. uh, all right, let's see what 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 other episodes did they have? Uh, Thor nearly partying the world to death. Yeah, that that was a, th- this. The show is so uneven in tone, which like mm. I I don't mind considering that you know it's a it's a it's a show about multi multiple universes so Mm. like yeah go ahead have a really dark one and then a really light one just maybe don't do them in the same episode like the zombie one yeah um yeah and like the zombie one felt like it probably it could have been better if it was like twice as long yeah because they just crammed so much plot into that short amount of episode yeah and like (laughs) apparently peter parker is like making videos about zombies um yeah it's like, like we've got peter parker making fun videos but also have to deal with the way he's using humor to cope with this horrible tragedy um and then we've also got like vision like cutting up black panther in a lab and and that just kind of gets brushed over and vision gets forgiven pretty quickly because the episode's only 30 minutes and we got to get on with it 
Well, he does kill himself to make up for mm. it, which, you know, it's the right thing to do in that situation, mm. I guess. Yeah. And, and like, the, you know, Black Panther getting cut up and fed you know, piecemeal to a zombie, that was the thing in the comic, although in the comic it was that the zombies regain their like sense of, like their self-awareness and intelligence whenever they eat human meat so i think it was hank pym in in that version of hank course pym it was. was the yeah i mean it, you know he's ant-man in the comics he didn't you know there wasn't scott lang yet i don't think but hank pym was you know zombified and had black panther there and was like cutting off pieces of him to feed himself so he could keep his intelligence so he could try to find a way to solve the zombie crisis um, <laughs> the, the zombie so, crisis on infinite earth yeah so it's like it it's also dark but it's dark in a way that i mean almost makes more sense you know i, I guess you know it's like vision cutting up black panther to feed to scarlet witch is you know like a different motivation than uh you know, because like he didn't have to cut up Black Panther, he could have just cut up anyone, really. Right. Although I guess that's the same for Hank. He could have just grabbed a regular person, but um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I the I I don't I don't know how much like they expected the <laughs> the zombies to be taken seriously. Mm. It it seems like they kind of did though. Yeah. What, like I, I yeah, it's like it, it, it's kind of there to be another episode where they're allowed to brutally kill our favorite characters because um they made them all zombies, which makes it okay to mutilate them by TV rules. Yeah, just you know, have happy have his face blown up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like if it's a zombie or a robot, you can mutilate it all you want. Um, if it's a person, it, it starts to increase your age rating. Yeah. Oh, I'm covered in Sharon. <laughs> she was a, she was our friend three minutes ago. <laughs> mm. Yep. Not one. Once they become a zombie, they cease being a person, and then it's just hilarious yeah. when they die. Yeah. They were they were never a person unless it unless it's somebody that that they personally knew. And then mm. it doesn't doesn't matter if they were one of the survivors we were friends with a few minutes ago. Mm. They 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 were never a person. They don't matter. Mm. Yeah, but we lose out on that great bit from the comics where um, after well in the comics Spider Man got zombified and then ate Mary Jane and Aunt May and then regained his intelligence because that's how it works in the comics and had to deal with the tragedy of him murdering Aunt May and Mary Jane. Dark. Because Spider-Man's life is just constant tragedy. Yeah. That he inflicts on himself usually. Yeah, Spider-Man can never be happy. <laughs> yeah. Or at least not, not for any long, long period of time. That's not how it works. Yeah. And there was another one of the later Marvel Zombies comics where Spider-Man, um, zo Zombie Spider, I, th I think yeah, zo Zombie Spider-Man, um, he like, goes back in time or something and ends up killing like the '60s version of Gwen Stacy and Harry Osborn, and um, 
there there's still a regular spider-man because this is back in time there's a regular spider-man in the universe and sandman thinks he's um the spider-man that murdered everyone so he turns into sand and like dives down his throat and explodes him from the inside out um the regular spider-man and then like the zombie spider-man gets his intelligence back and realize what he did um and then does the Spider-Man no more thing of throwing his costume in the trash and walking away sadly. Except it's not his costume, it's his skin. He like, rips his own skin <laughs> off and leaves it sitting in a trash can and shambles down the street ashamed of what he's done. That's hilarious. Yeah. No, they, they do some darkly comedic things in the, the Zombies comics. Yeah, good. Like... like... Like I, I feel like like if you want to be dark and funny, then just go for it like that. Like don't 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 just have everybody be quippy. Like we've seen yeah. enough of that. Yeah, I mean, I think like having it only be one episode held them back, and having it be a cartoon show, which people are automatically going to think skews younger than yeah. movies. I mean, even they, the movies haven't gone full R rating yet. They have some brutal kills and and. Like in the zombies episode, though, like Falcon gets hmm. cut in half, and I'm pretty sure Hawkeye gets beheaded. Um, yeah. No, yeah, Wong, Wong gets Rating beheaded. Rating standards are weird. Yeah. So I think I think Tony Stark dies in like three or four episodes. Hmm. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're, we're used to it by now, because he yeah. died in the real universe. Right. He can't stay around for too long. Yeah. Um, He's already been around for over ten years. Okay, what episodes didn't we talk about yet? Because, like, there, there's... There's the, the Peggy Carter episode, but, like, that that's... that's It's hmm. just Captain America yeah, with a, a different character. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a pretty solid intro. You know, it yeah. it's Captain America, but then she becomes the hero, and then uh, that kind of changes the end of the episode, where they have a fight in a castle instead of the fight on the airplane. Yeah, like hold up, let me let me look at the episode list, and then I think it's Star Lord T'Challa. Yeah, which, which yeah, T'Challa was episode two. Hank murders the Avengers. Yeah. was episode but, three. By the way, was that? Was that supposed to be a twist? Because if so, then I saw it coming a mile away. Like, th- that it was Hank Pym. Mm, yeah, I mean, when I watched it, I didn't know it was Hank, but when they revealed it was Hank, it felt like a bad twist because they didn't set it up at all. Like, the, there was no mention at all that Hope Van Dyne had been, um, you know, had joined S.H.I.E.L.D. at any point, because she hadn't in... The original universe um but you know like the, the whole hank's revenge hinges on the idea that hope had joined shield and then died and then so he blamed nick fury for that so he wanted to kill all the avengers to punish fury um but that all happens before the episode starts and we're not told or given any indication that that was what made this universe happen differently so it's like we're just watching a bunch of murders happen, and then it, you know they reveal why they're happening after. Yeah, that, that's fair. Like I, I saw it coming because I know <laughs> I know um, enough about Hank Pym, 
and I, I figured like when when um, Tony Stark died because of the injection, I was like, okay, it's Ant Man or another small character mm. because because that's like the only way that can happen. Either that or it's, it's somebody like stupid, <laughs> like who can yeah. mix poison or something. But it's it's probably yeah. Ant Man. Yeah, and then you get to the end of the episode, and Loki announces he's taking over the Earth, and only Captain Marvel can stop him. Even though at this point in the MCU, we know that there's like a million other heroes in hiding around the world. <laughs> right. So killing the Avengers really doesn't mean that much. Yeah, I, I do like the shot when Fury's like in the in the wreckage of um, the the plane from the first Avenger, and like he he's got Captain like he's looking at Captain America's frozen shield, and he's like, "Welcome back, Captain!" And then she's just in the background. Mm. That was a nice way to pull that off, even if yeah, Captain Mar- Captain Marvel like just being around in space is not special anymore yeah i mean it's like i guess they need someone to beat up loki and her whole thing so far is that she beats people up real good so i guess she's good for that job i i did like her fight with thor in the Mm. in the party episode too because they they very much just went with like okay this is two like immortal beings just punching each other Mm. and not making any progress mm. even though yeah like we, we've already established captain marvel can beat the shit out of anybody mm. including thor but yeah she didn't want to blow up half of france i guess mm. yeah i mean the thor episode was basically like an 80s teen comedy yeah it's like they they partied too hard and now they have to fix everything before mom gets home. Thor and Jane definitely fucked though, so that's nice. Mm. Like, damn, implied sex that barely ever happens since like Iron Man three. Mm. Except in Eternals, where apparently there's a full on <laughs> sex scene. Yeah, apparently, I I heard about that. It's like why. <laughs> I mean, it, it, yeah, it's a PG-13 sex scene, so don't expect much. It sounds pretty bad anyway. Do, do you see but Because I can get behind that. Oh, I, I still haven't seen Eternals. I It's coming to Disney Plus in January, so I will probably see it then. I don't think I'll be seeing it before then. I've heard mostly bad things. Mm-hmm. Not not I mean, exclusively like, I, bad I've things. I've heard some people say they like it. I know some mo- people I mean, will, uh, will like <laughs> anything yeah. Marvel, though. Yeah, I mean, and you know, it's making as much money as the typical Marvel movie. Uh, critical reviews have mostly been bad. Audience reviews seem mixed between people who agree with the critical take that it's like boring and overlong, and the characters are all flat. Um. And people who either, I guess, like the spectacle of it are the, you know, like people who like it, I think either like it for the spectacle or they just want a Marvel movie that doesn't feel like every other Marvel movie. And this is different for better or worse. That's such a um, bad reason to like a movie. Yeah. Like, 
Like, just because it's different from the other 30 movies in this series. Yeah. But, like, I, I, I get it. Because, like, yeah. <laughs> they kind of are a lot. A lot of them are the same. Mm. Or similar, but... But then you could just go well, watch one of yeah. the billions of other things that are coming out that aren't Marvel movies. Like, I mean, I guess I don't know. It, I guess it's just because Marvel is so popular that it's part of the public conversation, so people feel like they have to watch it, whether they enjoy these things or not. Um, I've but, I've stopped. I mean, I've stopped being a part of the public conversation. <laughs> like, I just, yeah, I just don't watch things that are new. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I feel I used to try to keep up with stuff, and there's just there's so much stuff now, and it's on so many platforms. Like there's like dozens and dozens of Netflix shows that people talk about, and I've never seen them, and I'm not inclined to go get Netflix to find out. Yeah, because I just I don't care enough, so I will never know what the fuck people are talking about when they talk about Shira or the new He-Man reboot or. Yeah. Um, Squid Game, or uh, I don't know. There's a bunch of other things that have come out on Netflix that I don't know, and even just like a lot of regular shows, a lot of cartoons and things. I just I don't have yeah. the time or interest or energy to go pursue them. <laughs> yeah, come and listen to our nerd podcast where we talk about how over being a part of the conversation we are. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, no, the the ten people who listen to this show probably aren't surprised. We'll, we'll probably still watch Spider-Man, though. Mm. Yeah, no, Spider-Man No Way Home. I have not bought tickets yet. I want to see it on opening night, but I, you know, part of me is still waiting because I know that, you know, things just get delayed randomly. So... Yeah, you know, I don't want to buy tickets until I know for sure. I mean, I guess since it's almost December, it's probably going to stick to its you know, December 17th date, I think. Is yeah, what it was supposed to I mean, be. that's like three weeks away, so. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I should probably get tickets and prepare to hate the theater experience once again. <laughs> but just so I can see. I mean, if... If the entire plot leaked right now, I would just go read it and then feel like I don't have to see it opening night, maybe opening weekend instead. But, um, I mean, I would love if the entire plot for real just leaked because I'm so sick of the rumors around No Way Home. Yeah. Like, like, no, it's just a constant back and forth of, are Toby and Andrew in the movie? No, they're not in the movie. But what if they are? But they're, they say that they're not. Yeah, but what if they are? We have these photos. It's like, well, are those photos real? Well, maybe. Uh, it, it just, like, I, I do not give a single shit anymore if yeah. Toby or Andrew is in the movie. If they are cool, if they're not, whatever. I, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. I, I think, like, sp- specifically around Spider-Man, like, whenever one of the movies releases, there's so much shit around it that by the time I see mm. the movie, it's like, is is this is this it? Mm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. Like, that, that. hey, it's a Marvel movie, yeah. It's another one of these. 
Yeah. Um, it's got Spider-Man in it, but he barely acts like Spider-Man. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm still kind of hoping Mysterio comes back. There's no indication of that happening, but... It does seem like from the latest trailer that the villains are all explicitly people who died in other universes. So that's why we've got Doc Ock, Electro, and Green Goblin. Wasn't Sandman's big face in there, though? In, in the trailer? Or was, um, I, was I misreading that? Th- I saw sand swirling around in like one of the posters and probably in the trailer. So it does seem like it seems like Sandman could be. There is a new poster that just came out that shows someone who looks like the lizard. I tried to zoom in, but I couldn't really. But it looks like maybe the lizard, which is weird because he didn't die. Right, in and, and amazing. S- Sandman didn't die in Spider-Man 3, that's why I was wondering. Yeah, yeah so unless they do the like multiverse... Like, this is a similar multiverse where they actually died thing. Although Venom died... So they could have brought that Venom back, but then <laughs> the ending scene of Venom Let There Be Carnage shows that thanks to some multiverse shenanigans, uh, Venom is crossing over into the MCU, at least temporarily. I hate, so, I hate, like, just let Venom be Venom. Like, this this Venom stands alone. Yeah. Also, like, I think that movie is coming to streaming soon i don't remember what day i'm pretty sure it's before no way home comes out okay i'll check it out because i i, um, I kind of want to see it <laughs> even though I, maybe i maybe shouldn't but but yeah so if lizard and sandman are in it then i'm hoping mysterio also makes a return appearance and that is the six you know, that they actually do a Sinister Six thing, even though it sounds like a clusterfuck because they also wanted to throw Doctor Strange in there because Sony's contract says that they need to cross over with a Marvel, major Marvel hero in every one of their solo Spider-Man movies. Uh, yeah, and they they did a one more day thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, which I... Is, is all of Spider-Man from now on going to be just, like, trying to fix one more day? Uh, I mean, it's it No Way Home, the way they're talking about it is wrapping up a trilogy, possibly wrapping up the character. All, I mean, Tom Holland's being kind of cagey about whether or not he's uh, going to be doing any more Spider-Man movies after this. They're, they're not going to take Spider-Man out the MCU at this point. I don't believe it. Mm. I legitimately do not believe it. Like they'll bring in a Miles Morales before they do that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it seems almost like Holland is probably going to be hopping around the Venom and Morbius movies <laughs> for a while before returning to the MCU. He's obviously going to be multiverse. too too busy with his Uncharted franchise. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's got to play Nathan Drake for another like ten years so he can yeah. age into the character. Yeah, maybe maybe after those ten years, he'll finally look the part. He yeah. won't look like big baby face. Mm. With Marky Marcus's sidekick. <laughs> yeah, gotta come on, come on, feel it, feel it. Mm. J- 
Jade, I, I don't feel like you've got those good vibrations. Uh, I think the audio is kind of clipping. I've only heard parts of what you said. It's okay. It might be because I'm I'm talking very dry because mm. um, my voice is half gone <laughs> because I've been mm. coughing for a week. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So I peaked. Uh, well, things I wrote aside from magic decks, mostly relating to the new Crimson Vow set. Um. I. Two or three weeks ago, I I finished watching Dragon Ball GT, mm-hmm. and then on Amazon Prime they had Dragon Ball Evolution, so oh, I watched no. that. Um, oh no! So that that was my Dragon Ball for uh, the last few weeks. I like I like how you watch GT before you even watch like the original Dragon Ball. <laughs> mm. Yeah, <laughs> which, I mean, which is a lot better, by the way. Even yeah, if there there are some things in it that are not cool. By yeah, like, I mean I've seen like clips and flashbacks and references to the original Dragon Ball, so I know enough about it to know that Dragon Ball Evolution is a loose adaptation <laughs> that turns original Dragon Ball into a superhero origin story. Yeah, it it I haven't seen it in forever, so like I can't. I can't pick out any specifics about it, but it's bad. Like, yeah, I mean it's like like it like on like if you've never seen a Dragon Ball thing, it, it's just like a a shitty, like no effort, like high school movie. Um, yeah, it feels like a like a two thousand. I I guess like a two thousand Spider Man movie in the sense that it's like superhero origin high school kid um has to stop a big bad guy from destroying the world thing yeah i get it it had superhero vibes to me i guess it could also be like a percy jackson you know high school fantasy kind of thing um like action fantasy that yeah because it's like goku is a teenage high schooler who goes to a school with Bulma and Chi Chi. Um, they didn't have um, ah, what's his name? Krillin. There wasn't a Krillin. Oh, they no. do have Yamcha in there. Why? Um, <laughs> Why would you put Yamcha and not Krillin? Yeah, I don't know. No There's no Krillin. Like, Yamcha's there. He's an asshole uh, who becomes a like the bully who becomes their friend, basically. Um, that's kind of close close enough uh, and yeah like Bulma is there and you know seems like just a regular student but also her parents are super rich and own Capsule Corporation and she's developed a radar to track down the Dragon Balls because her family has one of them and Goku's got the 4 star one I think she's got the 5 star one but then both of their Dragon Balls get stolen by uh, Piccolo, this alien warlord who comes to Earth to from planet Namek to destroy the Earth. Uh, I think he wants to gather all the balls so he can make a wish on the dragon. Um, and yeah, and Chi Chi is like the cool girl at school who Goku's got a crush on. <laughs> He's trying to impress her. <laughs> 
Do you want to know? Do you want to know about Chi Chi and Dragon Ball? I know um, she has a metal bikini and she's like the daughter of a pig king yeah, or something. Uh, ox king. Ox king. Yeah. Like she, she's like very obsessive with Goku, who just doesn't get women at all. Like he, do, he doesn't. Like when Goku is a child, he does not understand understand like the concept of of different sexes, right? But mm. so like. All, all he knew before Bulma arrived was him and his grandpa. Um, so, like, he he does not get, like, sexual dimorphism <laughs> as a mm. concept. Yeah. Um, no, they aged up Goku and made him a teenager. Yeah. Um, and, and, like, when, when Goku's a kid, um, like, I, he, he, like, saves Chi-Chi's town or something. I, I don't remember. And then Chi Chi's like, "Okay, now you have to marry me." And Goku's like, "What's marriage? Does it taste good?" <laughs> so yeah, and then she becomes very obsessive about wanting Goku to marry him or marry her. So mm. yeah, that's Chi Chi. She she is a terrible female character, mm. <laughs> essentially. Because like even after all that, like she's a she's like one of the strongest fighters in the world, and then she just becomes like a stay at home mom. Mm. Yeah, and seems like in later stuff just exists to be upset by everything bad that's happening all the time. Yeah, which I mean, to be fair, like this is a universe where like mm. some some asshole from space can just come down and destroy the planet. So yeah, she's yeah, got a right I mean, to be worried. Yeah, she, it's definitely just you know her husband runs off on her like multiple times to go on his adventures and stuff. He you know in GT trained for what like ten fifteen years with um, Majub before coming back to be turned into a kid by a wish and uh, then go off on a galaxy hopping adventure with Pan. Um, and then while that was happening, the baby robot came back and took over Goten and made him a dick bag and then body swapped into <laughs> Gohan and made him an asshole and then swapped into Vegeta because that's the one he really wanted so that we could have Vegeta versus Goku again I, I love I love everything you just said without context mm. oh yeah the, the baby robot came back yeah I mean, it makes as much sense as anything else in Dragon Ball. Uh, they sent a, a rabbit to the moon. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, yeah, evolution sucks. Don't, don't ever watch it. Yeah, I mean, it... It's not great. Uh... It, it, it existed, I guess. I don't know. Um, and yeah, GT, I, I mean, that one I watched before, it was like three weeks ago. I feel like I barely remember this. I mean, the back half of the series was just a lot of episodic, you know, track down the seven dragons with their superpower broken dragon balls and have a fight against them for a few episodes and get the dragon ball back. 
and until you get to the strongest one <coughs> who steals all the Dragon Balls back, and then they beat him and they take all the Dragon Balls back again. Um, it just there's a lot of back and forth and fights against characters who are increasingly powerful. Um, yeah. And then there's another time jump at the end where. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, this one. yeah, th- there's a time jump where they show another tournament where Goku's great grandson Goku and a descendant of Vegeta who looks like a kid Vegeta are fighting each other in this tournament because uh, Saiyan genetics, I guess, mean that everyone in your family line looks like you forever. Um, and then they did a movie that was uh i can't remember did i talk about the movie on this i feel like i've talked about the movie i I, you talked about it with me but okay yeah okay i was just telling you about yeah yeah that the movie was following up on that ending thing where it's like this grandma pan uh who appears to be dying of old age or something but she gets better by the end um (laughs) <laughs> when that happens, uh, her grandson Goku, who is apparently the only person in her life, like she has photos up that are pictures of her as a kid from her travels in GT with her grandpa Goku and um, Trunks and uh, no one else. You know, whoever she procreated with to have a child who could have her grandson Goku. Uh, there's no photos or evidence that any of those people in that generational line ever existed. Um, <laughs> she only remembers the good old days and her current grandson. And, um, yeah, so she she gets sick or something, and Goku, who's been hearing these legends about the Dragon Balls and how they used to find them all the time, and then I guess got bored of that for the last you know, <laughs> couple generations, <laughs> decides he's going to set out and go find the Dragon Balls so he can save his grandma. Um and I think he, he goes off on a bunch of classic original Dragon Ball style adventures with characters who feel like parallels of Bulma and Yamcha and stuff. Um, and then eventually gets one Dragon Ball, but then finds out his grandma's okay, so it's fine. He doesn't have to go travel the world and get the rest of them. Um, uh... And then his great 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 whatever generation grandpa original goku shows up as a ghost um, to steal the spotlight at the very end of the movie <laughs> he shows up as a ghost that's true yeah, yeah he's like there that's as a not... ghost and then you know generations down kid goku turns around he's not there anymore but he can still hear his voice Uh, is it is it weird how obsessed Pan is with her grandpa? Well, I mean, it seems like everyone in the Dragon Ball universe is obsessed with Goku. Weird, yeah, weirdly obsessed with Goku, yeah. yeah. Like, everything That's hinges fair. on Goku as much as Goku doesn't want that to be the case. Yeah. That's... Yeah, like even even the writers are weirdly obsessed with Goku because they they wanted Gohan to take over, and then they were like, "Nope, <laughs> we we need Goku back." Yeah, I mean, I thought wasn't that like the fans that like the the writers were trying to move it on to the like, Gohan, but then the fans wanted more Goku, so they made Goten, who looks and acts like young Goku, but then 
Um, fans wanted classic Goku, so they had to bring Goku back, and and then you know they want it. They still want. It's like the writers want to do <clears throat> Kid Goku, and the fans want old Goku. So there's just a constant pulling between these two versions of Goku, who one or the other will be the spotlight at all times. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. I wasn't around in the. Well, I was around in the early '90s, but mm. I wasn't aware yeah, of the hap- the happenings of, of of this Japanese thing. Yeah, I was too busy. Mm. Um, I don't know, sucking on a pacifier and shitting myself. <laughs> you were too busy getting laid. <laughs> Didn't care about this. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jade. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I was getting laid, but I was probably sucking on a titty, you know. Yeah, I mean that's good enough. But yeah, no, because yeah, it seems like every one of these Dragon Ball series, except I guess Super doesn't. So far, it doesn't seem like it has the trying to do a kid Goku thing in it. The way that like Goten feels like trying to do Kid Goku again, and Kid yeah. Goku feels like trying to do Kid Goku again, and Great Grandson Goku feels like trying to do Kid Goku again, and Super seems like it, it is yeah. like it, it's having more silly fun than Z did, but is still keeping the characters as adults and trying to explore that space of the story. Yeah. It's- like super is relatively like super is actually not a terrible idea from from the get go because it it's just like what if we took some of the tone from dragon ball and then we just made it about the characters as adults it's like yeah that could work and then it did work mostly mm. i mean i don't like i don't think People will like look back on Super as like the peak of Dragon Ball, but people look on it a lot, a lot more favorably than GT. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like pe- people generally like Super. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because aside from that, the only things I've really done the last few weeks are uh, a few new video games. I played exactly one new video game, mm. um, and a lot of EU four, but I don't, I don't need to talk about that. I restored the Roman Empire, mm. but that's that's not important. Mm. How many airplanes uh, that hap- in this one? Um, zero, because it takes place. Well, when does it take place? Um, let's see, like late twelve hundreds. Would that be right? Okay, yeah, I guess they probably didn't have hang gliders back then either. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I wish they had, like, Breath of the Wild-style parachutes, because that would have saved me from falling to my death a lot. Mm. Um, I play Ghost of Tsushima, mm. which, which is um, not a Japanese game, but is it is a game about Japan. Mm. Uh, well, an, an island that is Jap- anyway um, it's the Japanese Assassin's Creed that Ubisoft won't make yeah I wish 
I wish it wasn't that. I wish, uh, <laughs> because I, I, as we know, I have trouble with that style of game. Mm. And that I like it for a few hours, and then I get tired of it, and then I usually don't finish them. But this one I did finish, because the combat's actually good. Mm. Which, I mean, I haven't played any of the newer Assassin's Creed, but mm. the combat in the older ones <laughs> were not very good. Because, like, you could you could just counter everything and win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they, um, they did put more focus on combat from, like, Origins, Odyssey, and Val, uh, Valhalla all run in a, like, different, more open-world, more combat-focused system than older Assassin's Creed's. Although, of those yeah. three, I feel like Origins was really, really good, and Odyssey, the story was kind of blah, but the, you know, the gameplay was still there. And then Valhalla, I mean, it, it's probably fine, but it, it came at a time where I'm not playing my Xbox as much anymore, so I never finished it. Yeah, like they they expect such a time investment <laughs> that I, I I usually just don't. Mm. It's like like, hey, you give me like five billion side quests to do and i don't want to do any of them because they're all like oh my father's dead can you go get this thing that belonged to him that was stolen by the people who killed him was like yeah sure i'll do that Mm. and then you go you go get it and bring it back and they're like oh thank you it's like oh you're welcome and it's like you know plus 50 currency Mm. like yay i did it i got like I don't know, a tenth of the experience I need to get to the next level to unlock the next skill point. And mm. <laughs> I like that that's that's pretty tiresome to me. Yeah. I started playing Xenoblade Definitive, the you know, eight the, the Switch version of Xenoblade Chronicles. And it basically feels like that so far. That yeah. it's like you walk into it's... town and I'm not sure where I'm going. I mean, th- there is like a marker that tells me where I'm going, but also there's all these exclamation points. And I go talk to the people and like, hey, there's a monster down on the beach. Can you go kill it for me? Hey, I got these cookies I got to give to my grandson. Can you go bring them to him? And I'm like, <clears> okay. <throat> and I set one of them to the active quest and then I followed the marker and it just took me to the next story point. So I don't even know where that grandson is <laughs> or how to deliver these damn cookies. So... And this is why I don't play JRPGs, mm. um, except the few times I did, and I liked it. But mm. those are like, except if it's with Pokemon. one exception. Yeah, like I, I don't Pokemon like almost doesn't count. Mm. <laughs> like uh, the, the because it's so simplified. Mm. Yeah, it is a little more linear and doesn't have a quest tracker yeah. to make you have to keep track of these stupid fetch quests that people make you do. Yeah, like, Pokemon doesn't really have side quests. It just has, like, things you can find or ignore. Uh, Mm. (laughs) At the end of the day, it's like, is your team powerful enough to fight this thing? It's like, like, yeah, I have a type advantage. Like, oh, okay, yeah, you can can progress. That's fine. Like I don't, I don't have to level up my my samurai um, class 
to level seven to unlock the one good move it has mm. or or whatever yeah that's whatever just like, uh, whatever uh, bullshit the classic final fantasies made you do mm. yeah pokemon you just have the one mainline quest and a couple side activities that also boost your experience that helps just with the yeah. game in general yeah plus it has like a lot of awesome designs and some that are not awesome mm. but we live with anyway because like hey it's a it's a seagull that evolves into a pelican like yeah we'll accept that yeah i mean th- that, there's that, always the common bird or rat or bug that shows up or beast it shows up at the start, and you get those. And dump and, them as soon as you. And Bidoof is the only good one. Bidoof is the only good one, and I. I well, will... I mean, Wulu is kind of that category. It's like that's true. So I guess Wulu would be the best one. I kind of, I kind of was thinking of the squirrel though. Mm. As that, like Wulu is because Wulu is like kind of like Bidoof in being like the early game, normal type. Uh, just regular animal that you find around. Yeah, but I was thinking more of like a like vermin. Mm. So I was thinking more like the squirrel. Oh, okay. But but like Wooloo like really does fit that mold. So like, yeah, I, I guess, yeah. Badoof is kind of Badoof seems a little big a, for being like the Rattata of the game. He's cute. That's all that matters. Yeah. Also, he has godlike power that mm. has been as of yet untapped. Um, but anyway, about the samurai game. Mm. <laughs> um, so it it takes place, and I'm if if I have my history right, like the the late twelve hundreds, I believe. Because it, it the the mm. it's about the Mongol invasion of Japan. Okay. Like when the the Mongol Empire was at like one of its largest points. Mm. Oh yeah, because it um, actually does like history stuff with Japan. It's not just a fantasy, vaguely medieval Japan. Yeah, it 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 dips into a lot of wells to to draw, like, because it 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 has historical precedent of like the the actual Mongol invasion of Japan. Mm. But but then like presentation wise, it's like mostly like Kurosawa films, <laughs> like not not act- like not anything remotely like capturing actual like combat. Mm. Um. But yeah, so it, I'm I'm pretty sure it's the the 1200s because um, the. The Khan that's leading the um, the invasion is like he says he's the grandson of Genghis, which would put him around the time of Kublai, which is when Marco Polo did the the traveling down the Silk Road, oh. which I think was the the, the late twelve hundreds. I could be wrong. Yeah, but I yeah, it, I'm I'm it's pretty sure many that's hundreds it. of years ago. Yes. Um, so yeah, the Mongols are invading, and you are a 
you're one of like I, I forget the number they said but it was like less than a hundred samurai who are like forming a small army to take them on at the their landing spot on the island of Tsushima mm. which I'm pretty sure is like halfway between Korea and like the the main islands of, of Japan mm. so like their goal is to take this island and use it as a staging ground to invade um, mainland Japan. Mm. Um, so you and all your samurai friends go charge in. Um, they all die. You you survive somehow, even though you were shot in the back like three times mm. with arrows. But you were possessed by the uh, spirit of the Ringmaker. And, uh, and that's how you <laughs> get your revenge. <laughs> I hate you, Jade. Oh, uh, at least my throat will be clear. Mm. Um, no, like l- laughing's actually good because it gets all that shit out. Mm. Okay, yeah. So your friends are all ghosts, but you didn't die. They didn't kill you hard enough. Um, yeah, so... Let's see, like... Yeah, like they... The Mongols apparently didn't slit your throat, which is weird because, like, you can see them, like, sl- like slicing necks of, like, the, the fallen samurai on the battlefield after the fight. Mm. Um... But, like, um, this woman, like, took care of you, like, she, like, drug you to safety, Mm. um, and nursed you back to health because, like, the the Mongols have her brother, and she's like, oh, I guess a samurai could help me, um, and he's not dead yet, Mm. so... So yeah, you wake up and, and the the first thing you do is like attack the castle that that they took over. Uh like what where, where your uncle who is uh your uncle Shimura who is like the the leader of the island. Like he's the he's the big samurai in charge of the island basically. Mm. Um who's been captured because the the Khan wants his help taking over the mainland. Um, so, like, you storm the castle, get your ass handed to you by the Khan, and he throws you off a bridge that's, like, 200 feet above the water. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you, like, you've been killed twice now, but you're still alive. Uh, so, now, the, now it's the open world part, where you, you, like, run around the island doing a bunch of mindless tasks that make you slightly more powerful um, until you feel like doing a story mission. Mm. Uh, so yeah, like you you meet you meet a lot of characters along the way. There's the the woman who saved you as a thief. Like she wants you to help her brother who's a blacksmith. Um you meet this 
like she's technically not a samurai because only men can be samurai but like she she's a she's a female warrior like of a samurai clan mm. um and her whole family was killed after after the invasion like while all the men were away um and she swears revenge and you help her so she can help you mm. and like yeah just a, a a bunch of crap like like the the <laughs> i don't know like the the characters are kind of basic like it's really the 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 dialogue that helps them mm. like feel like more than stock video game character who wants something from you right mm. um but yeah, like eventually, eventually, like you and your forces, you like you take the first part of the island that's blocked off because the the game works in sections because that's how open world games work. Mm. Um, so after after you travel after you follow enough foxes to fox shrines to upgrade your charms, uh, <laughs> you take the castle. You free your uncle. He's like. Oh yeah. Thanks for saving me, but like you did it as like a sneaky assassin type person and I don't approve of that. Because like the only way you could take on an army is by um like basically becoming a ninja. They'd never say that because I, I don't know if that like the, the cultural thing about ninjas at the time. I don't know. Mm. But the the whole the whole thing is that he wants you to be like an honorable samurai who just you know gets in fights head on and when you either win or lose yeah because that Whereas works so the good only... for all the other samurai that that is exactly like your reasoning like uh, uh, okay i should probably say the main character's name it's uh gene sakai hmm. um he's like the the last member of his samurai clan um and yeah that that's that's basically his reasoning is is that like okay the khan has studied like the way samurai fight like we're never going to beat him head on mm. because he, like he will use underhanded tricks every every time and he will take advantage of the way we fight mm. uh, like the the, the first thing you see him do is like he he steps off the boat onto the island and one of the one of the older samurai like goes up to you know basically talk before the invasion mm. and like in, instead of speaking to him um, the Khan throws oil on him and then lights him on fire mm. <laughs> like like he, like that that's that's the the subtle the subtle way of showing that he is not having any of the samurai bullshit mm. like he's here here's here he he is here to win and that's all that matters yeah so yeah like you're being a, a sneaky little bitch um but at least you're ex- a I mean, except- sneaky little bitch instead of a dead honor right Right, like eighty samurai died on the beach, uh, <laughs> being honorable. 
um, Gina surviving and slowly taking over the island by being a, a, a sneaky little bitch. Okay, so, so this game is um, pro-ninja. Yeah, I mean, basically. Um, so yeah, and then you go to the second part of the island, um, where it's basically the same shit as the first part of the island, because open world game, because every every, every open world game has to be Far Cry 3 for some reason. Mm. Um. So, yeah, it, it's it's basically the same shit. And then now, like the your 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 legend is spreading. Like so, now you have a repu a reputation as the ghost who is, you know, killing Mongols, like helping helping the the people of. Tsushima mm. um, so you you go to take the castle like you have reinforcements from um, Japan so like there's more samurai um, like you you've helped like l liberate um, like some of the towns around the area so like they support you like they they don't support the samurai mm. they support you because you're the one who helped because you're vengeance and you're uh, the knight it, yes how did you know this game was about batman i mean i guess it could just as easily be like an arkham inspired game as like an yeah. assassin's creed inspired game i mean the arkham games actually did stealth in an interesting way mm. And not just like oh crouch to <coughs> crouch to sneak around. Yeah, yeah no, nobody notices <laughs> you, when somebody is crouch walking everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like okay, I'm wearing this big like orange suit of armor. Um, like I've got like a Tengu mask with a like a eight inch long nose. <laughs> um, but like nobody yeah, it, nobody spots me walk in this shadow. green and white grass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're invisible. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm I'm standing in like waist tall grass, nobody can see me. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the wild um, <laughs> That'd be hilarious if there was a stealth game with random encounters. Where like every every time you walk in tall grass. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you just have to fight like a little like a random bird or something. Or just like a Mongol soldier jumps at you from in the tall grass. God, I want to make that. I want to make that game. Yeah. It's, it's, Ghost it's, of Tsushima it's demastered, like a... and you make it like a Pokemon game. <laughs> <laughs> you just walk around the field <laughs> having random encounters. <laughs> yeah, like the, the the weird thing about this game is that they expect you to use stealth, right? Mm. But but I never did because the 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 combat system is a lot more fun than the stealth system. Yeah, I mean, most even really good stealth systems still tend to be a lot of waiting around. So you find a spot yeah. where you can hide, and you hide there, and you have to wait and watch your enemies and see what their routes are to try to find an opening. 
Yeah, th- this is never really that complicated because you you like the only the only penalty for stealth in most places is that you have to fight. Mm. Like so, uh, like oh no, I killed somebody when somebody else was watching. Now I have to fight them. Oh no! Mm, but it doesn't spawn like waves and waves of enemies coming for you until no. you fight again. Like the, there's like there's one spot that I think will do that. But like you're just not supposed to be there, mm. um, or or like I, I think it might do that like at the the castles that you have to capture in a story mission. Mm. Um, but most of the time, to- like, there's like a handful of story missions where you you have to sneak through quietly, obviously. But like those are. Those are simple <laughs> because, like the the AI in this, like they they'll either never see you or they'll see you from a mile away. It's one of those mm. where, like, you you could be you could be standing two feet behind them and like walking in a circle, <laughs> and they will never realize you're there. Mm. Okay, but so they just have like, a, like a narrow cone on the front of their eyes, and that's all they're aware of basically like 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 if you if you start sprinting like they'll hear you and turn around okay but okay so regular walking speed it, it's, generates no noise uh i think maybe if you're close enough hmm. but like if you're if you're getting that close like you're you're either crouch walking or you're sprinting hmm. so like what what's yeah like I, I've I found the the best way to do stealth is to just sprint at whatever enemy is alone. <laughs> you just run up <laughs> and, and stab them in they, the back and keep going. Yeah. They they will they will see you right before <laughs> you stab okay. them in the face. So they can't alert anybody. Um So yeah, e- either that or you know, like just shoot them in the head with a bow and arrow. Mm. Because you you have you you're a samurai you're trained with a bow mm. and, and stealth is trivial because you can just pick off everyone with an arrow. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't need to stealth if everyone's dead. Yep. You just go and teabag. And like the arrows, the the arrows do drop over over range, mm. but like not not to a point where you can't like reliably hit somebody in the head if you need to mm. and then eventually you get like poisons like you, you get a blow gun and like you get a poison that will make people like vomit up blood that will scare away anyone who's near them and you get the one that like basically turns an enemy into a, a friend for a second mm. And fire arrows? Like, yeah. Are they fire arrows? Yes. <laughs> you get fire arrows from the start. They are useless. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, they were pretty good in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, because you could go into enemy place or whatever, and they'd have just, like, a pot of oil, and you just shoot the pot of oil, and it explodes, and sets their camp on fire. I, I think the only thing fire arrows are useful for is like if if the enemy is like walking in a patch of grass, you could set the grass on fire. Mm. Like otherwise, like 
you can you can shoot like a barrel of black powder with a normal arrow and it will explode. Huh. It's just uh, so a lot yeah. of sparks coming out of that flint. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean... <laughs> and you also have explosive arrows. <laughs> Which, Which also don't set off the powder for some reason. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, at, at one point I expected that they didn't, but I think maybe my aim was just off. Mm. Um, yeah. So, so, like, yeah, the, the combat system is more fun in general because... Like, like clashing swords are just generally more fun than stabbing people in the back in video games. Mm. Like, I'd I'd rather. I don't I don't know. Just like it's such a basic ass stealth system. Like, just sneak up behind somebody and stab them or sh- shoot them in the head from far away. Like. I don't know. Maybe it's like a power fantasy thing. Like, oh, I killed them all and they never knew I was there. Mm. You just have to play it on the higher difficulty. I played it on the hardest difficulty. <laughs> and and if, if I wanted to clear out, like, a, a, a whole fort of enemies without getting seen, like, it would be trivial. Mm. Like... Like damn, like I've damn, I've played this game eighty times already. <laughs> like, like I've played Far Cry before. I've played Assassin's Creed before. Mm. I've, I've played Shadow of Mordor. Anyway, so a lot of popular uh, open world yeah. murder simulators, I guess. Basically. You know, like, there's there's random enemy outposts that, you know, you clear them of enemies, and now it's a fast travel point. Mm. Um, there's a there's a bunch of, like, weird side tasks to do, like, oh, you, you follow a fox, and he'll lead you to a fox shrine, and then you pray at the fox shrine. Mm. And your charms are upgraded. Or, like, like oh, there, there's this mountain shrine and it's a it's a climbing challenge you get to the top and you get a new charm mm. or let's see what what else did they have it's like oh it's a it's a hot spring you you sit in it and you you push a button and it it increases your maximum health mm. or or like oh here's a spot where you can write a high a high coup where like you just sit down the game gets really slow for a few seconds, and you you pick wh- which which little dot you want, and it whatever dot you pick, um, it's a it's a new line of a haiku. So you do that three times, and then you get a headband, and <laughs> then you go upon your merry way. Mm. And that one has no um, like in game benefit other than getting a new headband. Okay, so at um, least they're not like magical power of haiku makes you better at fighting. Yeah, I mean it. It's it's supposed to. Mm. 
like the whole samurai thing is like, oh, meditate before battle so your your mind is clear or shit like that. Mm. But I don't know. I'd rather take a dip in the bath. My, yeah. Like my health goes up. Yeah, you're, you get permanently like, stronger every time you take a bath. But it has to be yes. in a bath. I assume a bath in a different location. You can't just get out of this bath and go back in. <laughs> yep, exactly. You have exactly. to take baths around the world <laughs> to get stronger. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Nudity makes you stronger on this planet. <laughs> yep. Now, when you're feeling weak, you just think back on all the places you took a hot bath in around the world. Yep. Like, t- get naked get naked in, in the wild and think of your mother. Mm. That's that's <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> because whenever you get in the bath, you're like, oh, re- reflect on, reflect on this character that you just met, or reflect on your mother. <laughs> but it has to be a bath in a different yeah. place. If it's a bath in the same place, yeah, it does nothing. Yeah, like you, you need to absorb like. You, you need <laughs> you need to absorb like the new sulfurs mm. from the water. <coughs> yeah, and then there's there's the like the bamboo things where you you hit them with a sword, and if it goes through all of them, you win, and if it doesn't, you lose. No, mm. and those give you resolve, which is like your your skill points, in in, in a fight. So like, oh, you you can use them to heal. So yeah, you, you you can you you can get hit with like 40, 40 uh, blows with a sword, but as long as you steal your resolve, like you will not die. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> back to the back to the slightly interesting story to make up for the boring ass open world. Um. So you take the second castle, and at, at this point, like your your reputation, your reputation as the ghost is like the. It, it's like the only thing people actually have hope in on the island anymore, mm. because the 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 like everybody knows that the samurai are supposed to be dead. Um. So even when the new ones come from the mainland, they're like okay whatever they already lost um so you you and your uncle like charge the castle with with the um a new samurai army and there's a point where you you get to a gate and you have to scout out the area ahead and then it goes into a cutscene where your character um he uses his blowgun to poison like two guys, and then like behead one of the generals. Um, <laughs> um, but before the rest of his army to freak them out, and then like of course at that second it's like a sitcom. The 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 gate opens like right before he de- decapitates the, this guy from behind, and his uncle's like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like that's not how we fight." And it's like. Yeah, that's how I fight because I'm the one who I'm the one who freed you, and I'm the reason we're here now. It's like, okay, we'll talk about this later. We still need to take the fort. Mm. So, and then they they take half the fort, 
and like the only way to the other half is this bridge and so like the samurai start storming across it and then the the mongols like release a bunch of horse-drawn carriages with explosives on it so they do that they destroy the bridge and gene your character is like okay see this is what happens when you play fair like people die i'm gonna take care of this myself Mm -hmm. so he sneaks into that camp and poisons everybody like the the rest of the fort is taken without a fight because you poison everybody and then you you've you you fight this guy that I didn't mention so far, but he's like your best friend mm. from when you were younger, and he turned on you in the first half of the game, um, and now you kill him. Mm. It it really wasn't that important of a plot point until now, <laughs> because like nothing interesting really happens. He just betrays you at the end of the first act, and then you kill him at the end of the second. Because you can't just fight the Khan, um, like, at the end of all three acts, right? So they have to give you a character to to fight as a, as a boss fight. Um, so yeah, you kill him, and then your uncle basically, like, like okay, this is not how we do things. Um... I was going to adopt you as my son since, like, your parents are dead. You are Batman. Mm. Um, mm. And all my ki- all my kids are dead. So um, I can be your Alfred. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kind of, yeah. He's like, okay, I can't do that now. Um, so I'm going to lock you up. And... Um, I don't know, the the Shogun can decide your punishment later. But then you escape. Now you're on the run. And, like, eventually you, you like, pull your forces in this one area. And, like, some of the samurai joined you because, like, you're the ghost. Like, you're the one who gets things done while the, the samurai just kind of you know, sit back and do things their way and eventually lose. Um, so eventually you find out where the Khan is. You you attack, like, you tell Shimura to attack um, at, the, at the same day because, like, at the end of the day, they're both fighting the same enemy. Mm. Um, so, like, you set their ships on fire, you find where the Khan is, and you have this big final boss uh, fight with him. Because like at, at first you duel him, and it's like, oh, this is the this is the final boss. It's a it's a duel. It's one on one. Then you kick his ass, and he's like, like okay, I'm not doing this. I'm running away. <laughs> like here, fight my guys so I can escape to my boat. But then you get to the boat and, like, surprise, the final boss is not a duel, like, as it has been. Like, it's a, it's just a regular fight with a bunch of dudes and one boss character. So now, now you can use whatever underhanded tricks um, you've picked up over the rest of the game. 
So, so like, instead of just having a one-on-one fight with him, like, you can throw knives at him and, um, like, use smoke bombs and explosives and shit to, to just completely waste mm. him. Because that, that, that's the thing about fights in this game is that, like, like, yeah, you can just, like, parry and deflect and dodge and then attack. Like, or you can, you can use all the ghost weapons, which let you just kill people instantly. Um, just fire off explosive arrows at everyone. Yeah. Yeah, like, you can fire six explosive arrows right in the Khan's face. And then throw a bunch of black powder bombs at him. And sticky bombs and kunai. Mm. And, and just, just run around th- in circles drinking health potions when you need to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, like yeah. You don't get to be Pokemon League champion without learning how to spam full restores. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's what the pros do in the Pokemon League. They all have a pile of full restores. Yeah. Except, except, like, in the first generation where I think Lance has, like, a super potion hmm. <laughs> for some reason. Weird. Like, like, oh, yeah, that that's, like, a fifth of my Pokemon's health. I guess I'll use that. Hmm. Um, but anyway, so you kill the Khan, and your uncle messages you. He's like, we need to talk. Like, come to your, your old family's um, estate. We'll talk there. So like you spend you spend a final day with him, and then eventually he wants to duel you because it, it's like like the the only way uh, Shimura gets to continue being leader of the island is if he kills Jean, and the only way Jean can continue like like living. <laughs> Is if he um, kills Shimura, mm. um, so like you have like it, this. This is like the only part of the story that I genuinely like felt something at mm. because like like as out, out of out of like every video game that's like oh we we've pitted friends against each other and now like there's a there's a tearful. Um, like reunion where they have to fight it's like 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 damn like th- this guy really took him in as a kid like after his parents died like he's a surrogate father he wanted to be his actual father but then the war got in the way mm. like and and now they're fighting because of circumstance like be, because one of them like one of them really needed to live up to the code like he promised that he would and the the other one just really wanted to save people mm. so yeah like you have the 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 big emotional boss fight um like the end of metal gear solid mm. 3 <laughs> they're closer than brothers and now they have to fight each other yeah they were two sides of the same coin <laughs> Like we're we're the same, but we're never looking in in the same direction. Mm. <laughs> um, so you fight and you lose a few you lose a few times, but then you eventually win. You know, it's a video game that shit happens. Mm. 
and then you could choose to either kill him, um, you know, like give him the whole warrior's death thing that he wants, or you can just walk away. Um, and then there's no option. I chose not to kill him. What, what's that? I was just gonna make a dumb joke. Oh, go ahead. So there's no option uh, not to teabag. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then i guess then you let him live because what's the point of doing that if you're gonna kill him after like hey uncle you talk about bushido you want to bushy these nuts Yeah, I, I I let him live because like like every every action that Gene's made for like the past like two hours of the story is like like I'm I'm done with the samurai code, like I'm done with honor. Honor died on the fucking beach. Like that that's that's mm-hmm. a line like that's a line he actually says, like honor died on the beach. Um mm. like where where all the, the samurai died in the initial battle. Um, hmm. it's like af- after all this, like, why would this guy like kill like this father figure? Um, hmm. so like, yeah, I I spared him, and Gene did. I mean, like, I guess if you're not expecting him to come back and be a problem for you later, then oh, he definitely would be. Um, but like, I'm 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 thinking about this like in character. Mm. Like, like Gene's whole thing is that he wants to save people. Like mm. he he will do whatever, whatever he can to save like the the people of his home. So like if he, if he has a way to not kill somebody, like much less his uncle like slash surrogate father, mm. um. I 100% believe that, like, he would not kill him in this situation. Um, so he, he does, he does basically exactly what I expected of him. He's like, like, no, I will not give you an honorable death. I have no honor. I am the ghost. Get fucked. (laughs) I'm walking away. And then he, he, epic rock music playing. Yeah, he has an epic guitar solo. Yeah. Um, as he he puts on the ghost mask and walks away, and then there's a there's a little epilogue between you and Yuna, who is the the girl who saved you from the beginning. Um, mm. by the way, her brother dies. That that's that's sad. Oh, and your horse mm. dies. God, I forgot. I, I should have mentioned mm. that. A horse dies of sadness while walking through the swamp. No, um, I, I mean that's it's not that far off. Mm. Um, but so at the beginning of the game, like your your original horse dies in the battle at the beach, mm. but eventually you you pick another horse, um, and you get to name it. <laughs> I named my horse Nobu. Um, mm. And he was with me for several hours, and then um, 
after after you escape from the castle, um, the the second castle where everything goes to shit, he gets shot with arrows. But like he he gets you far enough away where you won't be caught. Um, mm. But he he does eventually succumb to his wounds, and then you you bury him on the side of the road, and it's pretty sad. Mm. And like it's sad because it's a it's an animal, right? <laughs> like I. I was more upset over Nobu's death than Taka's death, and he was a he was a he was a person who like had mm. had people connections. Yeah, but, the people are terrible. Yeah, I mean Taka was kind of like, I mean, he wasn't unlikable, but he's like just a guy, right? Mm. Um. So yeah, that's the game. It it it's like. The, the themes are very like oh it, it's it's samurai like is the Bushido code okay <laughs> and it's like mm. okay um, I haven't ever thought about that before because I live in the 21st century <laughs> mm. where that it doesn't really exist anymore yeah but okay that's nice <laughs> like like thanks for bringing that up sucker punch the people who made Sly Cooper. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess but, yeah. like the broader ideas related, like the idea of, you know, honor versus um, doing what you need to do. Yeah, like it's. Yeah, I mean, it's more complicated than just you know samurai good, samurai bad, mm. but. I, I don't like uh, like as far as problems we need to deal with in the in you know the 2020s like I don't mm. I don't know if like honor versus oh, practicality yeah, it's, it's is not, yeah, trying <laughs> to be a particularly poignant social commentary yeah like like it, it's I, I don't know just no, it's not a biting take on our modern day. No. Because, because of course, uh, video games are never political. Mm. Yeah, nope. Not even once. No. <laughs> Politics, not even once. Mm. And unlike the damn Super Mario games and their constant political messaging. Yeah, like... Like, what it's the like, fuck? What are we doing letting turtles take over the world? <laughs> We should stomp on them. <laughs> yeah, we have to. We have to um, thin out the Goomba population, or else they'll just be mm. everywhere. Yeah. And also oh. collect every coin you see, uh, because it it you know extends your lifespan. <laughs> Constant oh. wealth accumulation is you know the best. Oh, I'm sorry, King Koopa. I don't, I don't believe in monarchies. Just that, that, mm. that's just why my favorite. Unless it's a Princess Peach. Yeah, right. Yeah, prin- Princesses are okay, but uh, kingdoms, no. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a- absolute monarchies, no. But you know, like the Holy Roman Empire. Now, that's something I could get behind. Hmm. <laughs> history jokes 
Anyway, yeah, no, I, I mentioned Mario because, uh, let's see, okay, so, my birthday was last Sunday? Oh, happy, Monday. Happy Monday. birthday. It was last Monday. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, for my birthday, got two Switch games. Blade? Um, hmm? Oh, sorry. Oh. I, I, I asked if you got laid for your birthday. Oh, no. Damn. No, not not in years, but I'm fine with that. <laughs> it, it all the baggage that comes with that is not worth it. Yeah. Um, unless you're already <laughs> in a relationship where you can do that anyway. All the tea baggage. Yeah. No, it just it, it gets in your nose and you can't get that smell out of there for a while. Like, <laughs> so bothersome. Um, but anyway, I got. Uh, I just drank water. Oh. Did it come out your nose? No. Okay. It could have. Um, okay, so I got uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon Adventures because I can't remember. I, I I saw some kind of clip online a couple months ago from some, I think, newer theme park simulator game that got me nostalgic for Sim Theme Park, which I used to play a lot as a kid. It was one of the few PC games that I had. Um, so I did some looking to see what games like that existed on switch and this was the only one that i could really find um so i put it on my birthday list and got it and yeah it's pretty fun definitely feels a lot like that you know sim theme park game you you build rides you build um you know you can set like prices on the rides and on admission and um you have to hire like janitors to clean the bathroom you have to make bathrooms and then you have to hire janitors to clean the bathrooms and also clean up it didn't like the game it does look a little more realistic than sim theme park it doesn't have like cartoon vomit everywhere because <laughs> in sim theme park you'd have these kids who would come to your park and they'd ride the rides and any of the fast moving rides they'd come out and vomit all over the ground yeah that's mainly why you need janitors is to clean those up and to clean the stinky bathrooms um and that i imagine is what these janitors are doing they just don't put the effort to show all the puerile poop and <laughs> vomit and stuff um but yeah you got to hire those guys you got to hire your maintenance workers to keep your rides in good repair cuz they're breaking down all the time um i've mostly played the sandbox mode so far cuz you have just unlimited budget and i can play around and see what there is in the game and at some point when i have a few hours to devote to just watching a theme park grow. I'll try one of the like campaign modes, but it's fun. It scratches that itch for that kind of simulator game. Yeah, um, I I played a lot of Roller Coaster Tycoon um, when I was younger. Hmm. Like the 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 first one and some of the second one, I believe. Like, yeah, it's like the name always threw me off because I saw the name and I thought, oh, this is focused on the roller coasters, and that's my least favorite part of Sim Theme Park. It's like I like just the stationary rides and the, you know, layout of the park and stuff like that. Yeah. But, no, like you could build so many different kind of things. Like, I, I, I love building custom roller coasters um, mm. and, like, seeing if they were death traps or not <laughs> yeah. like seeing if they worked and then 
and then um like a- after after i spend like a half hour building one it'd be like oh the excitement rating for this roller coaster is like a 12.8 out of 10 <laughs> and it's like nobody will ever ride it because mm. it, it is it is too extreme mm. it's like well yeah. i i spent i just wasted a half hour and like eight thousand dollars <laughs> yeah time to raise the prices on drinks so people complain about the satisfaction yep. rating not being high enough the the um, my my favorite thing about that kind of game it's like like oh the the guests are complimenting us that our ticket sales are really cheap and it's like oh i better up that then (laughs) 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 yeah it's like oh Um, it's 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 only 30 dollars to get in this park when every like every um Every guest only carries like a hundred dollars maximum, mm. so I, <laughs> I guess I'll I'll up it to fifty bucks. That way they <laughs> they can um, they can spend all their money and then leave very quickly. Yeah, it's like we'll never match Disneyland if we start charging these cheap prices. Yeah, well that that's that was like late nineties money, so it's like three times oh, as yeah. valuable as today's money. Yeah, <laughs> uh, inflation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I got that game, and I got Fire Emblem Three Houses, which, oh boy, so far I'm not really impressed. Yeah. I mean, my initial impression of what I saw when I watched the trailer is, yeah, I don't know. I I, I think I, I, again a few months ago I was talking to someone on the gaming box about Fire Emblem games or something, and you know, like Awakening for me was the best Fire Emblem has ever been. It, you know. Like they they did away with the permadeath, they let you like like all your levels are there on a map and you can go back and replay them in the middle of the story so you can you know level up your characters and have a better experience when you go to play the uh, you know next part of the story. Um, and so I heard from someone that Three Houses was like that that it you know is you know more forgiving. Um, that the you know difficulty and stuff you know it doesn't have the permadeath. It's but, got Phoenix mode, so but, you can just have all your units come back immediately. But what what they didn't tell you is that there's four hours of preamble before you actually get into the the strategy part of the game. <laughs> yeah, the the, the cutscenes are very long and think you give a shit about all these character these billions of characters that they're dumping on you. Yeah. Um, and that you spend like hours running around this big monastery school where you, for some reason, are a teacher, even though you seemingly have no knowledge or experience in anything. <laughs> You're just a random mercenary and they make you a teacher at a high school. Yeah. 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 You, you have like one facial expression that you use for every encounter. You're, like, Byleth is just the flattest faced person ever. R- resting um, Byleth face. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you just run around this big school talking to people and doing like, little fetch quests for them until eventually the game lets you do a battle map, which, I mean, feels like all the other battle maps, you know. And, like, hopefully, if I go back to the game and stick with it, then eventually I'll get to a point where it... Like, I, I just, you know, it's like, like, awake... Like, I liked Awakening, 
And then I played Fate's Conquest after that, and was disappointed, because even though it kept some of the features that made Awakening better than past Fire Emblems, it went back to that like linear story where you couldn't go back and play previous ones and yeah. advance your characters and stuff. And Three Houses feels like that's the way this one's going to work, too, where you, you know, sure, it's it's got the Phoenix mode, but you... um. Well, I, I still can only progress forward. You can't like stop and train and level up before you move on. I I think there's like an unlimited number of like side missions you can do, but m- maybe that's not right. Because there, okay. there's like are, a calendar. Are they like actual like battle side quests, or is it just I, fetch me some more vegetables side quests? I I think it's like fights, but m- maybe um with the calendar system, there's a limit to how often you can do that. I don't know, like, I, I didn't get very far into it, because I'm kind of similar to you. I was like, like, oh, okay, with with, with these kind of games, you, you need to really strike a balance between, like, management and combat, and yeah, they went, they like went way... And sub-menus of... Yeah, Three Houses went way into the management corner, and it mm. doesn't seem like they were ever going to come out. So I kind of yeah. dropped it and never got back to it. Yeah, I, I've dropped it because I still had... Like, I had games going already before I got these. And now I've got even more games because then Black Friday happened. And um, I bought new Super Mario Bros. U again, even though I already had it on Wii U. <laughs> but it's just... I mean, Mario games are so basic and simple that it's the kind of thing that I can play and not have to think that hard about. Um, and also it was thirty-five bucks. Which is that? Is that the one with Bowser's Fury? No, uh, that was Three nope, D World, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I already had. Yeah, Three D World has Bowser's Fury. This one is basically oh, that, that's a the new pack of yeah. Yeah, it's the side-scrolling. Um, right, it's one. the new it's series. The Wii U, basically the Wii U launch title. I know it came out like a year after Wii U, but it was supposed <laughs> to be a launch title. Packaged with New Super Luigi U, which is the same game except you play as Luigi, and I think the levels only have like a hundred second time limit on them or something. Um, so it's like challenge mode. But, it's hard being Luigi. Yeah, but um, so yeah, they they basically bundled those two games into one game and have been charging a full sixty dollars for it since they put it on Switch. But I found it for $35, which feels more worth it for something like this, especially where it's a game that I've already beaten on another system. I don't want to pay, you know, full new game price for something like that. Yeah. Um, And then Xenoblade, which I started. It's not terrible, but it is the JRPG and does seem like it's going to take a million years to get anywhere. Yeah. Um, So. I I think the... The like the only long JRPG I've ever finished is um, Nino Kuni. Um, mm. That's because it was just so charming, and until the end part where it's just like fight after fight, it's like, oh god, how is this not over yet? Mm. Yeah, because aside from those, I mean, the Kotor Night Sealed Republic was put out on Switch, so I started that. And, um, yeah, I got through Dantooine, went to Tatooine, and I'm up to 
the point where you need to lure some Bantha to uh, get the crate dragon to come out and eat them after I think you rig them with explosives or something to kill the crate. But That's you badass. You have to fight some Tuscans who are trying to protect the Bantha and I'm stuck on that fight because I'm not leveled up enough. So I might have to go off and do a different planet and come back or something. Um, is it is, is that like an updated version of the game or is it just like a port? It's a port, but it does include the DLC that... Um, at least the when I originally played it, I played it on Xbox after the servers on Xbox had all been shut down, so I couldn't get the DLC for it. Um so it's my first time playing the Yavin 4 parts of the game, but everything else, is, it's a port of the original. Maybe slightly better graphics, I'm not sure. Or at least smoother graphics. I was just curious, because like when you release a 20-year-old game, so like I never know what to expect. Mm. Like, yeah. like, the, like the GTA releases. <laughs> yeah, no, it seems like Asper has done pretty good with the Star Wars ports they've done so far. Still hoping they do Bounty Hunter one of these days. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, I don't know if a straight action game from, like, the PS2 area, era is, uh... Mm. I mean, like, they did Jedi Outcast and Jedi Academy. Yeah. Uh, porting to Switch. I think those have like a better reputation though. Mm. Like people remember those. Like Yeah, I mean like Bounty Hunter, it was on PS2 and GameCube. So it, I, I don't know if it had a PC. It definitely didn't have an Xbox release. I don't think it had a PC release either. So maybe that's why it didn't get as much mm. attention. And uh, honestly, a lot of games in that area that had PC releases had terrible PC releases. Mm. So... <laughs> Even if it did, it might not be in the best yeah. shape. Like I, I remember the Obi Wan game being pretty clunky, but that one was on Xbox and presumably PC as well. Yeah, now every Xbox game is on PC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, those I don't have to buy new copies of them. I can just yeah play them through. The, I mean, even Kotor, I could play through the Xbox, but it's nice to have it portable. Because, yeah, aside from those games, I've mostly just been playing... Doc I was playing Dr. Mario 64 on the N64 awesome. emulator thing. Um, just to have, like, a, you know, puzzle game that I can play in short bursts on, like, work breaks. Um, Do they have and... Disney's Tetris? Nope. Darn. <laughs> I don't think they have any Tetris, actually. The only Tetris you can get is that Tetris 99. Not even Hattress? Not that I've seen. <laughs> Do people um, know what Hattress is? It's a like a mattress that wears a hat. No, it's it's Tetris, but but with hats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought I I think maybe I'm getting it confused with the SNES Classic because I think the SNES Classic had uh, Kirby's Avalanche on it, but the um, the SNES uh, emulator on Switch doesn't. 
Because that, that one, it's like Poyo Pop, but with Kirby characters. Poyo? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, so I was playing Dr. Mario 64, but I find the game is just too fast for my brain, you know, sometimes. Hmm. So I ended up switching to the NES version, which is it's more basic, so my brain can handle it. Mario isn't just chucking pills in there so fast that I... You know, they all get piled up because I can't. You know, like I, I match one color, but I, you know, you got to try to match both colors in a way that they will land and not just, you know, get more congested in there. So is it a ripoff of Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine? Maybe I haven't played that one in so many years. I don't remember how it plays. I'm pretty sure. That was right. And also, Doctor Mario, Mario came out on Doctor <laughs> Mario came out on NES, and yeah. Bean Machine was a Genesis game, but yeah, but they're both doctors. That is true, but well, only one of them has a Mean Bean Machine. <laughs> hmm. it, yeah, it, I thought Sonic Colors was also on the Black Friday sale, and I thought about picking it up, but I feel like Sonic Forces is enough of a Sonic game for if I ever feel like playing a Sonic game, because <laughs> I don't need another Sonic game for a while. I'm not big enough into Sonic to need to play all of them. Yeah, I mean, together, we can show the world what we can do. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Sonic Forces ha- it has like side-scrolling segments and also the 3D platforming segments, and also lets you fantasize about being Sonic's best friend by having yourself insert OC running side-by-side with Sonic in adventures and battles. It also has Plurf, Dankenstein, McFlarton. Well, only in the Game Grumps version of the game. But you can make your own Plurf. Mm. Yeah, you can make them any color or species or outfit that you want. Yeah. As long as that outfit fits in the 90s skater punk (laughs) style that pretty much all the costumes in the game fit in. But you can't can't give them big rouge tits, right? Like that? No. Uh, yeah. No. The I think the only that's off the things table. you can do to really define gender might be like the style of your eyes, if you yeah. have eyelashes or not. I I think I think female characters have to wear clothes, whereas male yeah. characters don't. <laughs> mm, yeah. 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 Because I'm playing as a female cat who has underwear. If you you know go to any of those like base level costumes. Which, you know, free the invisible nipple. <laughs> yeah. Why, why does Sonic get to run around naked? Uh, because he's a Ken doll. <laughs> so wait, are, are, you say, are you saying that female Sonic Forces characters actually have, like, genitals? That's why they have uh, to... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, but... yeah, I'm saying that. I'm also saying at the end... After chapter 300 of little, or 306, however many chapters of little Sonic's Sonic <laughs> sex we've had, his date with Samus didn't end well and he no longer has a penis. And that's Sonic's origin. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. No. I mean, don't. Uh, yeah, because the little, little Sonic, if you don't remember, it's like 300-something chapters, and chapter one is Sonic is about to go on a date with Samus, but then he starts chatting with Mario about everybody he's fucked, and each chapter is a different story of someone he fucked. And then at the end of the final chapter, 
he finally goes on a date with Samus. And she chops his dick off. <laughs> That's why Sonic doesn't in, have one. Yeah, after after the the story's over, I assume, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. So, like, why did Sonic tell Mario about the time he banged Peach? Because that, that seems like it's not very cool. Oh, because he likes to rub it in. Yeah. Because Mario's <laughs> just a cuck. Cuck Mario. Yep. <laughs> That's the, is that the episode title? Cuck Mario? Yeah, because Mario is a cuck and Sonic is an alpha male. <laughs> He's an alpha hog. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that that's one of my favorite game Gr- game grumps jokes is like um Aaron asking like like why does John just let Garfield eat like all this lasagna and walk all over <laughs> and that's like because he's a fucking cuck <laughs> you're a fucking cuck John <laughs> mm. Uh, let's let's end this episode on somebody else's joke. That's that's a great way to end it. Yep, yep, yep. yep. We'll see everyone in two weeks to talk about who knows what. Yep. Remember, kids, eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't end it like that. Remember, adults. I, I, I should. Wait, what? Oh, I'm just, I should probably just get the clip of Sonic from Sonic Adventures saying, that's no good. Yeah. Okay, but remember, adults, eat my ass. <laughs> not, not, not kids, that's not cool. Thanks, mm. Sonic. <laughs> <laughs>